Thank you for listening to the Celebration Church podcast. For more information about Celebration Church, go to ccacron.org. There you will find information about our church, upcoming events, and how to make a contribution to the ministry of Celebration Church. We hope this message is an encouragement to you. Hallelujah. How many of you now, how many of you were here last weekend and God spoke to you, did something in your life? God did something. We're gonna, I want to take time just for a couple of testimonies. God did something in your life. Why don't you raise your hand? God did something. Come on up. Al, come on up. Chloe, come on up. Come on. Anyone else? Anybody over here? God spoke to you, did something. Come on. Don't be ashamed. Raise your hand. Don't be bashful. Anybody? Yeah, right. I'm one. Who else? Who else? I saw. Come on up. Yep, come on. Thank you, Jesus. Anyone else? God spoke to you, did something. Spoke specific. Come on up. You too. Come on up. Okay. Anyone else? Anyone else? Now, y'all need to learn to give testimony and thanks to the Lord for what he does. Thank you, Lord. What happened? Um, last weekend, I went to visit a friend and caught them in a bold-faced lie, found out that that had been pretty much the nature of the friendship, and I was broken. I came to the Saturday service and was a very broken, devastated person, and yet God met me here, and I was able to just lay it here at the altar and walk out in triumph, and in Sunday, it was the same kind of thing ministered to again and God just lifted my spirits and it it was great and then Monday Satan just threw out all the stops again and hit me hard at work and yet I'm here today victorious playing at him at his feet. Amen. Amen. I'm gonna have Al and then I'll get you come here. What happened? Uh last weekend uh, when the evangelist was talking about giving and so uh, he was saying how God gives back. And so I had $10, so I, I threw $10 in, in, in the thing. And I got home that Sunday evening, and my son-in-law came by. He had an envelope, he gave it. It was from my daughter. It was $100 in it, saying, have, have fun. Amen. That's awesome. I just second the motion on that giving. I'll tell you something, folks. By an experience, you cannot give God. <laughs> you, you're choking yourself when you hold back your tithes and offering. I'm not up here to brag on tithes and offering, but it actually works. But that's not what I was going to say to begin with. Last Sunday, when our brother was here, i got to confess this, brother. When I saw all these children coming around through here, I said, wait a minute. we got a special speaker here today. The time should be for him to use this. And I'm sitting back there watching what this gentleman here, praise God, what he did. Here's the words the Lord said to me, brother. This is the Lord's doing, and it's marvelous in our eyes. And I praise God. Okay, so I came last weekend. First of all, I was a little frazzled with a lot that's going on in my life. Now it's like, I got to get there. I got to get there. I have to get there. And I don't know if you guys noticed or not, but when I came in, as soon as I came in, the evangelist kind of got me. I was like, 
goodness, what's gonna happen now? But I'm just, I'm so grateful to God for confirming his word to me. Um, first of all, he talked about going back to school and it's been something that I've really, really been desiring. And um, I don't know if you guys know or not, but I did apply to Bethesda College and I'm just like so excited about <laughs> I'm so excited about that. But not only that, he did say, um, um, get rid of the dead weight in your life. And I was like, well, man, what, what is that? I know it's not a guy. Um, so what, what is that? And I had to just seek God and pray. But sometimes family members can be dead weight in your life too. And he just worked with me and showed me exactly the person and what, like, it's like they're, they're sucking the life out of you. And when you're trying to give to God, but you got people taken from you that hinders you. So I just thank God for just confirming his word and just providing all my needs. It's just been such a struggle. But when I pressed my way to get here, to get the word of the Lord, he blessed me throughout the whole week and just provided for my family. So I'm so grateful. I'm grateful for you all. I'm grateful for the pastors here. I'm just so excited. Good tell. <laughs> Come on up. I'm going to get her at the end. Come on up. Uh, those of you who are close to me know uh, I have anxiety. <laughs> my closest friends. And my nephew's getting out of prison. And I was very anxious about that because I offered a place for him to stay. Lester and I said, you come and stay with us so you get everything in order. And I got the severe panic attack one day fell on my knees and I said, Lord, we haven't ironed out boundaries because I'm big on boundaries and we haven't ironed anything out. I am really nervous about this. I get a call from his case manager and my nephew's on the other line and he says, Aunt Vicki, I just want you to know I'm only coming there for maybe a day or a week. I want to get a job and get my life in order right away and I don't want to stay with you any longer than that. And wow. The next answer to prayer was he got into the halfway house out in Missouri where he's at and he's going to stay out there. But when I was so worried and so anxious and my friend Leanne prayed with me about this, God just took the anxiety away. Anybody suffering from anxiety, you don't need wine, you don't need beer, you don't yeah. need Ativan, you just need the Lord and he will take it away. Amen. Amen. That's awesome. have a good drink of the Holy Ghost. You'll solve all that. Chloe, what God do in you? Um, what happened? Tell us your story. One day in camp that at kids camp, I um, was, it was Holy Spirit night and me and my friend were just there all night and we were praying and crying and then by the end of the night, people were coming in and they, start, they started praying for us and then we were like the last people out and then another night we were supposed to um, go to our leaders and if we were if we felt like we were supposed to be something when we grow up that um, just go to your leaders and they will pray for you so I went up and I felt like I was supposed to be a pastor and um, so and then I wanted to be um, a, a I wanted to be a music pastor or a music teacher and then last Sunday Pastor Gary, Pastor Larry um, said that there were just lambs all around me 
little white lambs and that I should be a teacher and help kids. That's awesome. Thank you, Lord. Can you come here? Why don't you stretch your hands towards Chloe? Let's pray for her. Father, let your anointing rest on her. <laughs> Use her, Lord. Come on in. Thank you, Jesus. Let your anointing rest on her in the name of Jesus. Use her for your glory. Yes, Jesus. Lord, that your words will flow out of her mouth. Lord, that your song, she'll sing the heavenly song. She'll sing the heavenly song in the name of Jesus. She'll release the sound of heaven, the sound of heaven on earth in the name of Jesus. Lord, guard her heart and her mind all the days of her life in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Touch her mom and dad, Lord. Bless them. Bless them, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. i, I, I got to say this. I don't want to take a lot of time, but uh, Thank you, to repent in the Hebrew, it means to turn and face God. And either you're walking away from God this morning or you're walking to him. Uh, just a few days ago, I was going to work out. When you get past 50, you got to work out, okay? So I, there's this guy on the road, and I've seen him several times. He's got long hair and a beard and... And uh, I passed by him. He's got his thumb out for a ride to, into Alliance. And I just, I just, uh, you know, I don't want to be. But this morning, God says, why don't you stop and pick him up? And I thought, okay. Because you see, God is still talking. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. The question is, are we listening? And so I'm, li I'm a good listener. That's why God gave you two ears and one mouth. So you could listen more. And I picked him up. He smelled kind of bad. And I said, uh, where are you going? I said, well, I'm going up here trying to get me some money to get a hamburger at McDonald's. And the Lord said, give him everything you've got. And so I reached in my pocket, and there was $10. And I gave him $10, and, uh, and I've thought about it. I thought of a lot about it that day, about all I had was $10 in my pocket here. But I gave it all. The next day, a check was in the mail for $1,000. And I'll never forget the feeling I had to be a recipient of God's mercy and God's grace. And I'm here to tell you that Akron, Ohio is looking for Celebration Church this morning. This is a place. I should have been in Parma this morning. It's the next weekend I'm going to be there. But I said to Ruth, I said, I'm drawn. I'm drawn to Celebration Church this morning. Even if we get there late, I'm going to go there and, and, and build an altar as unto the Lord. And so I come as a prophet to honor what has been done here in the past, but you can't win today's ball games with yesterday's home runs. I, it's a brand new game today. And I bless Pastor and Heather, First Lady. The praise and worship team is as good as it gets right here. It's as good as it gets. And so things are elevating now. 
things are elevating, things are starting to grow. And the, the trials you've been through in the past will be stepping, tone, stepping stones to your future. Amen. And so look up, for he is the glory and the lifter yeah. of Amen. your head. Amen. My name is Heather also. <laughs> anyway, oh, you're making me nervous. <laughs> I'll help you. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, I come from Massachusetts and I've been almost homeless. That's my sister back there. Every time I pass this church, the Lord has said, you need to go over there. And she was coming here at some time. But when I came around, nobody would bring me. And for whatever reason, last weekend it was important for her to bring her bring me, ask me to come. And the Lord said, you need to go. And um, I'm living with someone who let me be there, and they kept telling me, you got to be gone. You got to be gone by August. I got so heavy, I didn't know I wasn't praying no more. And two messages I got last Sunday was, you need to pray for the people you live with, which I did initially. I prayed for my surroundings. But I didn't get up and bless their house. So last Sunday, I learned to get up and bless them in their house. But the other thing was, my sister thinks that I heard this song last Sunday. She said I could name that song in one beat, but that's not what I heard. I heard Heather go. And it was when this man here, he said, my wife told me not to do this. <laughs> and what I heard was but God told me to do it for Heather and he said boom and I was my leg just went <laughs> and the word was shake yourself loose and I, I just was shaking myself loose and said who told you that you can't make it when God said that you can take it no chain's gonna hold me down just shake yourself loose and I stood there and I praised the Lord and in two days I got a job now for $30 an hour they're sending me to another state housing everything and so I wanted to come here today and celebrate God because I'm on the way out but I always bless this church and I hope my sister continues to come and I thank God for the man of God that heard that voice and said I simply must play this song for my daughter Heather in this time and I had to shake myself loose. Come on, stretch your hands towards. Let's pray. We're gonna pray for you as on your way out the door. Hallelujah. Shikaba Soto Shekebe. Shake it loose, Lord. Shikaba Tatala Mase. Thank you, Lord, for freedom. Freedom as she goes. The anointing of God on her life as she goes. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Give me praise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> shake it loose. Shake it loose. Somebody needs to shake it loose this morning. <laughs> we are having church today. How many of you love when God moves unexpectedly? That's the suddenlies in our life. The suddenlies. And I'm so thankful to be in the house of God that we can prepare and prepare and prepare and then go with the Holy Ghost. Because at the end of the day, it's not about our works. It's not about what we know. It's about who we know. 
It's about surrendering to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He's in this house this morning. There are miracles, miracles waiting for you and I. Miracles. Miracles. Sometimes we get so distracted by why is he playing that song? It doesn't go with it. But we don't realize that somebody's getting touched. We all receive differently. We all hear differently. There is a miracle for you and for me this morning. And so I would just ask, I still got to share a testimony. But before I move on, I want to ask that all of us would open our hearts, would open our minds again and say, Lord, let it be. Let it be me today. Let it be me today, Lord, that receives from heaven. I want to be changed. I want to be touched. I, I want to have an encounter with you. You know, last weekend as we were here, you know, it's, we do church so we can be blessed as well. We understand we're the shepherds. But we come to the house of God, whether we're preaching or not, because we need Jesus. We need a fresh touch. We need a fresh word. And so I'm here last week and it's Saturday night and I'm enjoying the Holy Spirit. I'm enjoying the ministry. And I mean, I'm lost. I'm like, hallelujah. <laughs> the river is overflowing. But it was the very end when Brother Larry began to pray for Celebration Church. And he prayed, Lord, set it on fire. Set it on fire. Set it on fire. <laughs> Every fiber in my being bore witness. And I began to see the Great Lakes region again. And I began to see it flooded with souls. I began to see our house, our parking lot flooded with souls for the kingdom and he reminded me he reminded me of why he called me to Akron Ohio I love you guys and you know I love you but I didn't come for 230 people I didn't come here for a couple of hundred people I didn't come all across America to pat somebody on the back and make you feel nice I came across America to see revival in the Great Lakes. I came across America to see the gospel displayed in this land. That I'd see the Shanna Lupicas of the world testify of the goodness of the Lord. Testify of how He came and made Himself real. I came to see little Chloe's called, called, called as a five-fold minister. How old's your baby girl, Rich? Nine years old and received the call of God on her life. Revelations 19.10 says that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. You have a testimony. Even, folks, even if it was 20 years ago, 30 years ago, that your last encounter with God, begin to stir it, begin to talk about it, begin to share it with somebody 
Remember the things that the Lord has done. Begin to proclaim it on your lips. It's the spirit of prophecy. Somebody, as Shanna stood up today and said, a year ago, I questioned the existence of God. That ministered life to someone. Someone is rededicating their life to the Lord because of that statement. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. You and I have something to give someone. It doesn't begin with this pulpit. It doesn't begin with the microphones. It begins with the one person, with the one person, with the one hug at Akron U, with shaking somebody's hand, with running with little Zoe on the trails, and she's talking about the ticket to heaven, Mommy. And we're sharing the gospel all along the trail yesterday to all the families that are going by. You reminded me of this scripture in Habakkuk 2.14. And it says, for the earth will be filled. Everybody say filled. With the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the water covers the sea. And I'm speaking that over Akron. I'm speaking that over the Great Lakes region. Because you and I, you and I are going to see the glory of the Lord covering our region. We are going to see an awakening in our land. And it begins with you and I. Something is happening in the spirit realm. Something is happening in the spirit realm. Now is the time. Now, is the Bible says today, today, if you hear my voice, today harden not your hearts. Why today? Because there's a time and a season for everything, church. A time and a season for everything. You may not feel like it. You may be happy in your sin. You may be happy in your judging others. You may be happy in your apathy. But I tell you what, if you hear his voice today, harden not your hearts. Because today is the day of salvation. Today is the day we lay it all aside. We lay it aside. We lay our bitterness. We lay our judgment. We lay the apathy aside. And we say, I'm jumping in. I'm jumping in the river of God. I'm jumping in with everything that's in me. I'm jumping in. And watch and see if you'll not see the goodness of the Lord in the lands of the living. Watch and see if your lives, your family are not transformed by the power of the gospel. We wonder why our kids aren't walking with God. We wonder why our families all falling apart. Look at our lives. Are we proclaiming Christ in every day? Are we walking in holiness when we can't lead an example? Are we leading in repentance? Come on, wake up today. Today, today, if you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. For today is the day of salvation, church. Today is the day of new life. New life. Fresh, new life. But my spouse isn't coming with me. Walk it. Walk it. For me and my household. Me and my household shall be saved. Walk it. Walk it. <laughs> Why don't you just <laughs> Oh <laughs> There it is There it is Just receive Just
just receive. You know, I believe, I do believe in the timing of the Lord. I do believe today is the day of salvation and I do believe people's hearts are being moved and there's people ready to make decisions right now right now that is for me and my household we will serve the Lord and so I want to ask you right now where you are right in the middle of service that's how the Holy Ghost works if that's you if that's you declaring that I'm going to go forward full speed ahead that's you, God, ministering to me. I want you to run down here. Who cares what people think? It's not about if it's your first time declaring salvation or you're rededicating. But if that's you, if it's bearing witness with you, I want you to come proclaim it. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of the Lord. And I believe he's doing something supernatural right here, right now. If that's you, come. Come to the altar. Come. Make a statement for the Lord. That is for me and my household, we're going forward. We're going forward. I will not be ashamed. There's more. There's more. Brother Daryl, will you come help me pray for people? think he heard. Brother Daryl, can you come help me pray for people this morning? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Heavenly Father, thank you for your love. Because of you, Heavenly Father, we stand here today expecting answers, Lord, to, to the, the hearts of these people this morning. Meet every need, Heavenly Father, every need today. You know their hearts, Lord. You know my heart. We want your will, your perfect will, Lord, in every life, in every person standing here this morning, Lord. Holy Spirit, come right now healing virtue powers flow right now love fill this place fill every heart every life start with me Lord use me Lord to be a blessing to everyone I can come in contact with Lord God, these people, Lord, make them a blessing in their families, in their homes, to those around them, Lord. We just thank you, Heavenly Father, for what you're going to do in every life here today. How we love you, Lord. How we need you. Lord, we really, really need you today. Holy Spirit, sweep over this place right now. Holy Spirit, meet every need. Thank you. 
thank you, Heavenly Father. The ones who are here, start thanking him for what he's doing because he's moving. He's here. He's here right now. Reach out and touch him today. Jesus is the sweetest name we know. And he wants to touch you. He wants to meet your need today. He wants to touch you right where you are today. Accept it today. And when you leave his place, be a different person. Be filled with his love and his spirit. And touch lives today. Touch your family today. I'm having my family in today. I want to touch my family today. I think that should be our desire is to, you know, start with our family. Yeah. Use me, Lord. Use me today. Thank you, Lord, for every person in this, in this house today. Thank you for our pastors, Lord. Bless them today in a special way, Lord. Lead them, guide them, Lord. Give them wisdom, Lord, in leading this church. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for all you're going to do and what you're doing right now. We don't have to wait, Lord. You're here right now. Right now, you're here. Reach out and touch him today. Reach out. Reach out. In Christ's name. Let's sing that. Pastor, surely... Worship the Lord together. I can feel 
Let me explain. Some of you may be saying, what? I don't understand what's happening. This is different than what I'm used to. While folks continue to receive, don't run off. Don't run off. Don't leave the altar. Don't leave. People say, I don't understand what's going on. I read briefly last week, and I'll expound on it this week. Ephesians 4.11 says, He Himself gave apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, some teachers, for the equipping of you. For the equipping of you. The equipping of the saints. For the equipping of the saints. Why? For work of ministry. For the work of ministry. So what's happening here is that the Spirit of the Lord is coming, and you're seeing all of the ministry, all of God, all of God's gifts working in operation together. All of God's ministry gifts working in operation together for your equipping. Not for you to judge and criticize, but say, Lord, I want to be equipped. I need the fullness. Why? For the edifying of the body of Christ. That's what it says, so that we can do the work of the ministry and edify, to build up. If you're not building up, you're tearing down. If you're not receiving and building up, if you're not being perfected, you're tearing down. So this is the building up till we all come to unity of the faith. This is what, what is happening right now. This, this is the atmosphere. This is the beginning of the atmosphere of what took place at Azusa Street. There was no, there was no coordination. I, listen, we have our service orders and we, I have a full message ready to preach. But that's not, that's not revival. That's not the, that's not, we just step in and say, God, have your way. That's what Azusa Street was. They would come and they would pray. And as they began to pray, God would speak to the different leaders and say, you have a word, give this, say this, do this. And God would minister through his gifts, through his ministry gifts. They would have testimonies. They would have healings and miracles. And this went on 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. People would come and receive. That's what God's doing. Thank you, Lord. Don't think you're weird. This is what we've asked for, is it not? We've asked God for a revival in the Great Lakes. Then don't be surprised when it shows up. Don't be shocked when it begins to happen. Hallelujah. Let's sing that again. Pastor Grace, surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. He's touching you today. He's transforming your life and His grace.
I would encourage you to find yourself at this altar. I would encourage you right now to get out of where you're seated. I would tell you right now to get up. If you're seating, get up. If you're standing, get out and come to the front. There's no special prayer. There's no magical prayer. You just need to pray and get right with the Lord. You need to seek his face right now. You need to seek his face right now. Come, there's five of you here today. You're away from the Lord. Your heart has grown cold towards the things of the Lord. Your heart has grown cold to the things of the Lord. You need to come. You need to come. You need to come while the Spirit of the Lord is still dealing, convicting. The Bible says, how long will the Spirit of God strive with man? Today's your day. Today's the day. The altar's open. We're going to keep worshiping the Lord. If I get to preach, I'll preach. We'll continue on talking about the ministry of laying hands and the anointing. But before we go, you need to make things right with the Lord. Just 
Respond. Come on, respond to the You just respond in your own way. If there's sin in your life you need to repent of, this is the third time. This is the third time the Lord has spoken that. If there's sin in your life, you need to repent, my friend. You need to repent. Third, this is the third warning that the Lord has spoken. One by way of preaching, one by way of prophecy by the way of your pastor speaking the word of the Lord. This is the third time. Respond to the Lord. Don't continue on in your sin. Don't continue on in your sin. You 
you're here this morning, I hear the Lord saying specifically for you, you're here this morning. And your bondage, your sin, has invited bondage into your home. Your sin has, has invited the curse, the bondage into your home. And you're here this morning and it's almost... justification is what you're going through in your heart. I'm doing better. Things are getting better. But there's been no true repentance. The Lord's calling out to you this morning. Your repentance will loose the chains of your family. Your repentance will loose the chains of your home. chapter 3 if you're around the front you can sit in the front row you can sit on the floor you can do whatever you want to do you're not going to bother me one little bit if you're praying keep praying if you're repenting keep repenting we don't have to be religious and stop and start just receive right where you're at but in Acts chapter 3 Verse 1, it says, Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms from those who entered the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms. And fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, Look at us. And he gave his attention, expecting to receive something from them. And Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I have I give you. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he leaping, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. And then they knew it was he who sat begging alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what happened to him. You know, today we were to continue on our teaching on the series of the anointing. 
the, the topic of the message was the ministry of laying on of hands. <laughs> we decided we'd show and tell today. <laughs> the Holy Spirit decided to show and tell. I just want to take some observations real quick from this passage of Scripture. And I want to offer to you some of my personal observations about laying on of hands and the ministry of laying on of hands. You know, the Bible says in Hebrews 6 that the ministry of laying on of hands is, is a basic doctrine that we ought to all know. It ought to be something that we're all familiar with. Why do we lay hands? The purpose of laying hands on people is to get people under the effects of the anointing. So many people these days are, you know, they're... We just come and we do it as an act, as a, as a religious act. It's just symbolic. It's, a, it's just a point of contact. My friend, it's more than just a point of contact. It's more than that. Jesus, I have a list of scriptures and I don't have the time to go through them, but, but Jesus would bring the little children to him and he would lay his hands on them and bless them. Can you imagine being a child in the, and God placing, Jesus placing his hand on you and blessing you? The Bible says that Jesus would lay his hands on the sick and healed them. It's interesting. 70% of Jesus' ministry was healing the sick. And he didn't pray for one of them. He didn't pray for one of them. He laid his hands on them. He laid his hands on them. A lot of times we have to do these big religious formalities because there's nothing being given. There's no outflow. And so we have to do something to work something up. I've had people get mad at me before because if you notice when I pray for people it's usually pretty quick. I don't pray long prayers. Fill, touch, fire, more. People get mad at me. Well, why don't you, I want you to pray a long prayer over me. Sounds like Naaman, right? Come, come wave your hands over me and do some religious. God doesn't need my words. He's looking for a vessel to flow through. He wants you, not just me, not just Pastor Heather or Brother Larry, his wife Ruth, and not just us. He wants you flowing in the anointing. And so we see here, they're on their way to the temple. They had passed this way many times. Jesus had gone this way. I talked about this Wednesday. A lot of times we, we disconnect the power from the purpose. You know, there's a lot of churches that want power. More power, more power, more power. And you can have an electrical cord out front of the church flowing full on with power and you grab hold of that sucker and it's going to hurt you. It's going to cause damage. But when you have power connected with purpose, it turns on your lights and causes your washing machine to turn on and causes your... Uh, all of your electronics to turn on. Why is that? Because you've connected power with purpose. As believers, we lay hands on people for ministry, to impart blessing and to impart the anointing. And, you know, people have problems with this word impart because a lot of people have misused it. But it's very simple. Jesus said, freely you have received, freely give. That's what impartation is. You've received something, give it away, impart it. The Bible says that we are... We are earthen vessels with a treasure on the inside of us. It's the power of God. That's the power of God. That's what Corinthians says. Let's read that. In 1 Corinthians, sorry, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7. It says, we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power of God may be of 
God and not of us. What power? The excellence of the power of God in us. The excellence of the power of God in us. We're earthen vessels containing the power of God. That we have nothing special. Paul said, I've come to you not with the wise words of men, but with the demonstration of the power of the Spirit of God. Not that your faith would rest in man's wise words, but in God. You know, some people get touched by the presence of God. We have a lot of preachers, a lot of pastors who've been touched by the presence of God. A lot of pastors have been ministered to. They have the power of God on their life, but the power of God is flowing out of their brains and not out of their spirit, man. And they have, they have great intellectual insight and great knowledge, but there's no transformation. I can give you knowledge all day long. I can give you wisdom all day long. But if there's no power, there's no substance, that you're not going to change. You could apply your how to be a better you and 12 steps to freedom, and you can do all the right things and go right back to the pig slop you were in. Why is that? Because you've got knowledge, but there's no power behind that knowledge. So we need both. We need the power of God flowing through us, giving us revelation of Jesus and his word, but we need the power of God in us, transforming us as well. Spirit and truth have to meet. So this was this man's appointed time. Jesus had gone this way. The disciples had gone this way. They had passed this man many times. Jesus said, when I do what I see my father do, I, see what, I do what I see my father doing. And so there are going to be times when you will face people and you're like, well, why? God, I want, I want to minister to them out of my own self, but God says, not now. You may see sometimes when we go through and we pray for people, we, minute, we lay hands on people. We don't necessarily always lay hands on everybody. Well, why didn't he pray for me? I don't understand why a pastor didn't pray for me. I've had people get mad at me because of that. Here's my response to that. I do what I see my father do, and I look for hunger. The number one ingredient, the number one ingredient to receiving from the Lord and having the anointing of God flow through your life is hunger. If there's no hunger, you might as well pack it up and go home. Why'd you come? Right? If I were to bring, if I were to prepare a great meal for you at our house and have the candles and the, the china and all the settings and it would look beautiful, have the best food, have a chef come prepare the food, take it out, put it on your plate hot, it's the best in the world, best food in the world right there for you. And you came and you sat down at my table. And for five minutes, you picked on your salad and you got up and said, I'm done, I'll go. Thank you, I'll go home. But that's what we do with God. God prepares for us the best meal, the best table, the best fix. He prepares it with himself. He prepares it with the bread of life. He prepares it with the waters of eternal life. He prepares it with the new wine of the Holy Spirit. It's decked out. And we come into church or we go about our life. Okay, Jesus. Bob Evans is calling my name. Got to go. His appointed time. Then Peter, the Bible says that Peter looked at the man and he fixed his eyes on him. He did, it wasn't a casual glance. Peter was being moved with a compassion by God for this man. We pass people all the time. We pass people all the time. And there's times in, in prayer, I, I've been in meetings and have prayed for hundreds of people at a time. 
and you're going through and you're just praying, you're ministering, you're praying, filled, filled, healed, touched, touched. And you go through and you pray. And, but every once in a while, somebody catches your attention. Reminds me of Jesus with the, the woman at the well. Or so, I'm sorry, the woman with the issue of blood. Jesus was... The woman at the well is a good one too. But the woman, the woman with the issue of blood was hungry. She was desperate for a touch of God. And she touched him. She, got a, she placed a demand on the anointing. There was hundreds of people touching Jesus. Hundreds of people were touching him and not being healed. Hundreds of people were touching, but the woman got something. Because she touched with hunger. She touched with expectancy. She said, if I can just get a hold of his garment, I know that I'll be made whole. She reached out and grabbed hold. And sometimes that's all you can get is the hymn. Sometimes all, all you have the strength and ability to get a hold of is the bottom part of a garment. But if you can just get a hold of it, you can just grab a hold of Jesus. There's a transfer of anointing. The same is true as we minister to others. We don't preach a message for you to come and get all filled up and have goosebumps and fall down and go home and not have change. If it was all about falling down, we'd just all line up and say, one, two, three, fall down. And we'd, we'd go home much quicker, right? We'd get this over real quick. We're not about playing spiritual bowling. You know, this is, I don't come in with my, okay, God, let's go bowling today. No, that's not what we do. It's the power of God. It's the power of God changing our lives. And so Peter was fixated with compassion on this man, fixated as Jesus was fixated on the woman as she came forward and told her story to all. He took authority. You need to take authority over the situations. When you're ministering to someone, take authority. Take authority over that situation. Don't allow people to ramble on and they're the demon this, the demon that, the hurt this, the depression this, the sickness that, the sick. Stop it. Your job is to get them under the influence of the anointing. Your job, and the more they glorify the problem, the more they glorify their sickness, the more they talk about the devil, the less they're in the presence of God, the more they're in the flesh. So take authority. Hey, buddy, I know you need, I know you need money. Look at me. I know you need money. And that comes with, with spiritual boldness. It takes, it takes courage. It takes the anointing to empower us to do things we couldn't ordinarily do. Like look at the lame man and say, look at me. My, my personality is one that I would shy into the background. I'd rather, I'd rather be in the background. I'm not, a, I'm not a front forerunner. I'm not somebody to get all the attention. I'm not one to be the social butterfly. That's, my wife can do all that. I'd rather just shy away in the background. But when the anointing comes on me, I don't have a problem being in the front. When the anointing comes on me, I don't have a problem taking authority and, and, and leading and pastoring because that's the presence of the Lord. That's the anointing of God. He equips me to do things I couldn't ordinarily do. And so I say to you, God has equipped you by his anointing to do things you can't ordinarily do. So when you walk into that situation, and, and Wednesday night's going to present a lot of those situations at Night of Hope. You're going to have hundreds of people here who are going to have issues. 
just like the rest of us, right? And you're going to have the opportunity as you talk and you minister to people, not just to process a grocery bag, not just to process a haircut. Not, we're not in the business of processing people. <laughs> this isn't, church is not a processing center. The Bible says that Jesus, they brought the multitudes to Jesus in Luke 4. They brought the multitudes to him at night and he prayed, he laid hands on them all. He laid hands and healed them all. So Jesus took the time. We're not a processing center. We take time for every single person. As the Spirit of the Lord directs us, as God gives us His anointing and His strength, we take time for every person. So when you are here Wednesday or even out in your normal daily activities, ask the Lord to direct you. Ask the Lord to give you an anointing and direction for you to minister to look at us and then he says these profound words such as I have give I unto thee such as I have he, Peter had something on the inside of him that that man didn't have when you go out into the, the highways and the byways such as you have such as you have been given the power of God that's been made available to you why do we say Lord let it increase Lord I need more because there's more hurting and there's more broken it, ta- it has taken the more of God to get us to today <laughs> right it's taken the more of God to get us to where we're at today it's going to take the more of the more of the more of God to get us where we need to tomorrow in other words what you have today and God won't sustain you for tomorrow What you have in God today and where he's brought you today won't keep you for tomorrow. I need more. When we first moved here, we had someone tell us, I'm leaving the church because you keep telling us we need more and I've got all I need. My question for that is this, what are you going to do when you get to heaven? What are you going to do when you get to heaven? Are you going to say, excuse me, Jesus, I've got enough. I'm going to go on vacation. Give me a second. Where are you going to go? Hell? God, give me a few minutes. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm getting restless. I got to go to the bathroom. This preacher's going way too long. (laughs) Where, where, where are you going to go? Heaven is eternity of discovering the goodness of the Lord. Heaven is eternity of enjoying the goodness of God and and taking in his power and his presence being transformed such as I have I give to thee if I take a I don't have one up here but if I were to take a pot or a jar and I fill it any ladies do any pickling do pickle stuff jellies and stuff you put you put those pickles and all that stuff you put it in the jar and you give it away, and what's the purpose of putting in that jar? To give it away so somebody can take it out and eat it. But as Christians, we want to soak up, take in, and sour as believers and let nothing flow out. And the very purpose for which we've been created to receive from the Lord and to pour out, well, I just, I don't, I'm not qualified. I'm not qualified. I'm not equipped. Listen, look at me. You were made to be a vessel. You were made to be a vessel for the Lord, period. That's why you were created. So don't tell me you don't have anything to give and you can't pour out. 
because that's your purpose. You were made to enjoy the glory of the Lord and to give it away. That's why you were made. Some of you just got liberated. You've been asking your whole life, why was I born? Why am I here? There you go. Shanna said it while she was getting baptized, to enjoy the Lord, enjoy Him, and glorify Him forever. And then comes the point of contact. You know, impartation happens in many ways. There's, there's a ton of scriptures, and, and I just don't have the time to go through them today. Timothy's a great example of this. Paul told Timothy to stir up the gift of God that was in him by laying on of hands. He talked to Timothy about his faith that was in his mother and his grandmother. So there was an impartation to Timothy based on his family. Do you know that there's an anointing that transfers just by association? Just by being around someone that's anointed, there's, a, there's an association that that anointing comes on you. That's what happened with Timothy. That's why it's so important that as men, every man's ear should perk up. Men, you ought to be the most anointed person around for your family's sake. So that there's a transfer of what's on your life into your wife, into your children. And if you choose not to, maybe, maybe you're like Timothy's dad. Timothy's dad was a, was a Greek and he didn't want anything to do with it. That's fine. God will move right on to the wife. He'll move right on to the grandma. He'll use the willing vessel. But I want to challenge you men in the house to be men who receive from God, who receive of the anointing and pour out. So Peter does something at this point after he's commanded the man to look at him impartation as I said happens through words Peter commanded him he talked to him you know the Jesus spoke he took he laid hands on people but Peter takes him by the right hand the man was still laying the man was still laying on the mat and he takes him by the right hand is this your right hand or your left hand okay my brain's moving a little slow right now I apologize <laughs> and he says, get up. You're fine. You can stay. But he, but he takes him by the right hand says, get up. He did. He activated his faith. Peter had to activate his faith. And the lame man had to activate his faith. He had to get up. He had to get up. When he got up, that's why we, when we pray for the sick, we say, do something you couldn't do before. It's not to be showy, it's you gotta activate your faith. You gotta do, Jesus told the man with the withered hand, stretch forth your hand, and when he did, it was made whole. And constantly throughout scripture, Jesus told the people who were sick to do exactly what they could not do in their own strength. It's not for show, it's not for gain. Listen, the anointing is not to show off how great you are and how wonderful you are. That's a great way for the anointing to decrease on your life. When it becomes all about you, you'll see the anointing decrease. When you watch people in other ministries, you, and I'm sure we can all think of folks, well, man, they used to be really, really anointed. Now they're just where, where the river flows now, just a muddy swamp. Lord, what happened? What's going on? Quench the spirit, not stay with the flow of the spirit. It becomes all about you, abuse. We can all talk about abuse. I mean, we've all seen abuses when it comes to the anointing. People pushing, people, all of it. We've seen it all. One preacher gave mouth-to-mouth -mouth resuscitation to another pastor in order to raise him from the dead. <laughs> raise his church up from the dead. 
<laughs> I mean, some of the things that are out there. Kenneth Hagin tells the story of a woman that came to one of his meetings, and she sat in the meeting and just rocked and rocked and rocked. And uh, he sent one of the ushers out to find out what was wrong with her. The usher came back and said, she went to a meeting, and she had, she's okay. She went to a meeting, had lay, hands laid on her, and told that she had the gift of rocking. I don't see that in the Bible. I don't, so we know there's all sorts of abuses out there. Listen, when the presence of God comes on you, you may rock, you may shake, you may fall, that, but, but we don't prophesy over you and say you have the gift of rocking. Whenever the anointing is present, you'll rock. <laughs> Kenneth Hagin said, I must have been really anointed because she rocked the whole service. <laughs> Such as I have, I give to you. Take him by the right hand and lifted him up. In his legs, his joints became strong. I want to encourage you to begin to lay hands on people. Not uh, now, let me, say, let me say this. As I say that, let me offer some pastoral wisdom here. People ask us all the time, why do you, why do you only allow you know, leaders or certain people to pray for folks in a service? My job as your pastor is to do everything I possibly can under the wisdom of God to protect you. There are people that are coming hungry for the touch of God. There are people that come hungry to our church, and I don't want people to interfere with that. I don't want people interfering with what God's doing. And so my job's to protect you, and that we do our best to do that. And so we have that rule in place. Don't lay hands unless you've been asked to. Because we want to protect you. We've had, I've been in services where we've had warlocks and witches walk up and try to pray for people, put spells on people. You know, all sorts of goofy stuff out there. And so we do our best to protect you. And so you have an anointing from God. You have an anointing. You have the power of God, the equipment of God to get the job done. You've sat in these services, and if you have any spiritual perceptivity at all, surely you've gotten something from being with us for the past year. I had someone, I shared this Wednesday, I'll close up with this. I had someone share with me on Wednesday. You know, shared with me a couple weeks ago and I shared it on Wednesday um, you know I I want to I minister to people but I, I just I don't have anything to give that is the best statement I could ever hear I want to but I don't have anything to give because it, what it tells me is there's a hunger there's a desire to minister and all I need to do is connect you with the power of God that's available all you got to do is just get connected and everything you need to minister to people will be flowing. It's not about your strength or your gifts or your talents. Get under the influence of the anointing, and he'll equip you to do things that you couldn't do ordinarily. It's the power of God available to accomplish his purpose. Thank you, Lord. Why don't you just lift your hands where you're at with me? Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we thank you. Yeah, Lord, we thank you for what you've done today in our church and in our lives. Let it increase. Yeah, I hear the Lord saying to you today to stir up and increase your spiritual stamina. 
stir up and increase your spiritual stamina. Don't, don't grow weary in well-doing. But press in. Press in. Seek my face. And I will do such a work in your midst that had I told you, you would have not believed. So you don't even have to say things. You just...
rivers our mama too. <laughs> rivers. as close as the mention of his name just to breathe the name of Jesus can turn everything around he's as close as the mention of his
Thank you for joining the Celebration Podcast. For more information, visit ccacron.org or call us at 330-762-7458. 
You can also download the Celebration app from iTunes or the Android store. With my father, it's so hard.